Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, and I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues for small business owners and just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled legal issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information. Now, on to the show. Hey there, welcome back. We have the wonderful boss, Jess Glazer, who is absolutely killing it. She is just I mean, I can't even describe how amazing she's doing right now, but she's just serving in such an authentic way and really just helping so many people start new careers and pivot and change their own lives. So thanks for being on the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And thank you for that beautiful (laughs) intro. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. So let's start by introducing yourself to the audience. Let them know your background, where you've come from, because I I love hearing about your background and your past. Like I just love hearing about it. So tell everybody else how fascinating you are. (laughs) I don't know if I'm fascinating, but I've definitely pivoted a bunch. So just for context, I currently am a business coach. I serve primarily online businesses, but I do work with brick and mortars. All of my work is through digital and my specialty would be course creation. So that's where I currently am but I came from quite a different background. So I went to college for my doctorate of physical therapy. While I was in my undergrad program, I got an education degree to quote unquote fall back on. So I was an actual physical education teacher. And then when I was during, you know, in my doctorate program, I actually dropped out. I am a doctorate dropout. And I didn't, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I was in my first year. I had been wanting to be a physical therapist since I was like seven. That's what I wanted to do. And First year in my doctorate program, I dropped out, which at the time I thought I was going through a quarter life crisis. But in hindsight, I was just working through an eating disorder and kind of needing to find myself. Mm. So when I dropped out, I leaned into the one thing that I had been doing for years, which was personal training. And so kind of took a job full time as a personal trainer and group fitness instructor for a year. During that time, accidentally got into the fashion industry and ended up living on my brother's couch on the Upper East Side, <laughs> going to Fashion Institute of Technology. So I did a year of accessory design work here in New York City. That's awesome. How amazing was FIT? Like, I can't even, like, that it was be awesome. very, It was very surreal, but the industry was not for me. So while I was in school, yeah. I had interned with Heidi Klum, XOXO, Jordash, US Polo. And my intention was as soon as I graduated, I would get a job. But after my first year of fashion school, I decided... I was not fulfilled yet again. And so I ended up going back to the quote unquote (laughs) fail safe, which was the thing to fall back on. Spent eight years working as an elementary school phys ed and health teacher. And during my eight years there, always had a side hustle, was always personal training clients, kind of messed around with network marketing for a little bit, started my own company. And after eight years doing all these other things, decided to leave teaching and go full-time into entrepreneurship. So Left my teaching job three years ago, took my once cute side hustle online from this cute little thing to a multiple six-figure business and then scaled it to a seven-figure business. And that's Hell when I really... Yeah. yeah. And that's when I made the pivot to business coaching. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you trained well-known people, right? I have trained a handful of celebrities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's really exciting. So I want to hear... I would love to see the comparison. Were you a public school teacher or was it private school? Public school. 
Very okay. much. Yep. And how much did you make as a public school teacher? <laughs> my starting salary, which I guess was about you know, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, my starting salary was 46,000. And when oh I left God. after, yeah, when I left after eight years, um, I left right under 60,000. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's yeah. insane. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I mean, that was, so that was 12 years ago. I'm curious because my husband's a school teacher now and he is going into his third year and he's making like 55, 56. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And he started, so we lived in Kentucky and he wanted to teach there, but they make like like $40,000. And he was like, well, I'm not going to do this. So then we moved to Texas and he started as a first year teacher, not even certified. He like did the internship his first year and first year teachers make, I think it was like 53, 54. Wow. wow. No, it was no right over 50. Yeah. Cause they just got a few thousand dollar raise last year. So it was like 50, still in the fifties though, starting yeah. first year teacher. That's crazy. I wonder what it is now. I mean, I was in New Jersey, which is, you know, high cost of yeah. living. So it's a higher yeah. salary. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I wonder what it is, but that That's was crazy. 12 years ago. Yeah. So, and you left, well, you said you left eight years ago. Three. I left three years ago. Oh, you left three. Okay. So you mm-hmm. left three years ago making yeah. just under 60,000 and yes. now you're making over a million, a lot of, <laughs> a, lot of a lot of money. Yeah. And that's, that is absolutely insane. And I love hearing this because, and I, I know the audience is just like eating this up because this is what's possible. Like it is. if you are not fulfilled, go and figure out what fulfills you. It doesn't matter how many pivots it takes because you'll figure it out. You'll figure out what truly fulfills you. And this is what is possible. Like, I love that. Congrats on, I, I know you've been really experiencing dramatic growth lately. Yes. And I love just seeing it being really just being in your corner and being your cheerleader. So let's chat a little bit about before you were a full-time business owner, when you were doing the side hustles, did you have any experience with attorneys, whether it was for your business or was your only experience just like, Oh, you know, maybe somebody in the family got a divorce or somebody got arrested. (laughs) Is that, did you have any experience or outlook of attorneys before you became a business owner? No, actually the only experience I ever personally had was buying our first home. And that was in 2013 or 14. So that was kind of in the in the middle of the side hustle stuff, but I had never, I had never reached for it or inquired or sought out my own personal attorney. Shame on me. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I needed one, to be honest. And right. this is something that I see all the time with my clients now because I didn't feel quote unquote ready. I didn't have the business that was big enough. I didn't think it was important. I didn't think, and I'm being honest, it's embarrassing right. to say. No, no. And you're, but you're not alone. Like I'm not going to say every single person feels that way, but probably 99% of business owners feel exactly the way you feel or felt. Yeah. Cause it's like, who am I? And I don't have this big booming business. Nobody knows about me. What possible trouble could I get into? And I just was trying to get clients and make sales. You know, I wasn't <laughs> worried about that. And for me, I had, and I know a lot of my clients go through this. I had a lot of resistance towards investing in that because I was barely making money. So how yeah. could I then invest in something like that? Yeah. Yeah, no. And I I hear that all the time. And that's my goal is to just help people realize it's not just when you get in trouble, 
you want to invest up front to yeah. prevent getting yeah. in trouble later. Yeah. Because like, I, you know, I get those clients all the time that, you know, I'll speak to them before they get in trouble. And they're like, yeah, I'll wait. And then they get, they run into the issue. They're like, oh my God, I need this done yesterday. I'm like, yeah. okay, girlfriend, like, let's hold up a second. <laughs> but I see it all the time. So you're definitely not alone in that. And I know, you, so I don't want to hear like specifically, but now that you're coaching students and first let's give some context. Like how many students are you coaching at once? The current class I have right now of my signature program has 54 students. And then I have another program and then I have one-on-one clients. So at any given point, I don't know, 50 to 70 or so clients at one time. Gotcha. And do you see them encountering legal issues? Of course, we don't need to hear any specifics, but do you, do they come to you like, oh my gosh, I, you know, these all this legal stuff, or what do you hear from your own clients? So the majority of my clients are really at the beginning stages. Most of them are new entrepreneurs making, you know, zero to 5k a month and kind of have that cute side hustle or nothing. Fortunately, none of them have really had any legal issue, but there definitely have been things that come up, you know, whether it's wanting a certain domain name or someone else using a similar business name or issues coming up with copyright those are the types of things people are most interested in. And then also just making sure that their ducks are in a row and that they're legally set up. I know there's always a ton of questions, LLC versus sole proprietor, (laughs) right? Like there's a lot of kind of anxiety around that, to be honest, because we don't, it's, if it's not your zone of genius, it it could be very overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I try to help out whenever I can. Yeah. Well, that's where you come in. (laughs) (laughs) So Luckily, you also haven't, even to this day, you haven't had any real legal issues, but you have hired me for legal stuff. So can you talk about, and what made, not just like, hey, what did, you know, what did I do for you? Tell the audience, but like, what made you really start realizing, okay, I do need to have an attorney do this for me? For me, it was a combination of a couple things. My business was growing and scaling really quickly. My client load was getting much larger. And then most importantly, my clients were asking me questions that I I couldn't answer. Like it's out of my scope of practice. So bringing someone in like yourself as an expert to say, hey, ask Andrea these questions that covered me and to make sure that they got the answers that they needed. But then also as my client load was growing and they were asking me questions I needed so many different contracts. I needed so many different pieces to the puzzle. And what I originally had as a contract or a disclaimer many, many years ago in fitness wasn't going to serve me anymore now that I made this pivot to business or I was serving clients in different capacities with different programs, you know, one-on-one versus group programs. So I really, I mean, I came to you at first and was like, I need contracts. I need lots of contracts. (laughs) And I think that's really important because one of the most common questions we get at the beginning is, I work with mostly health and fitness professionals, a lot of trainers. And so one of the most common questions is, do I need a disclaimer and where do I find one? Right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And there's a lot, unfortunately, I know in the coaching industry, there's a lot of paperwork that kind of gets passed around and copied from one person to the next. And as a business coach, I cannot stand by that. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but me, for me to do my job and to ensure that my clients are getting exactly what they're paying for and that I stay within my scope of practice and everything is legal and clean and good to go, we don't allow that, you know? And if they're, if they're doing something like that behind my back or behind closed eyes, that's, that's different. But I want to ensure they have all of the resources necessary and they understand that like 
yeah, copying other people's disclaimers is not okay. <laughs> you, you should have your own. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly what we aim to do with the Contract Vault, which is our new offering for unlimited contracts, or they can download all the contracts that we have within our vault. And the goal with that is to avoid business owners passing around what they don't know is sufficient and what doesn't cover them. So we really try to aim and get specific online industries and provide them with a template for the specific contracts that they need. So with the fitness contracts, it's a matter of, okay, what con- what disclaimers do you need? Well, obviously you need to make sure that they get the medical advice that they need and make sure that they can participate in the type of program that you are providing to them. It's scary to see what some people do. And and at the same time, unfortunately, some people are almost scared to have clients sign something like, hey, you have to sign this waiver because they think, oh, well, if I ask, you know, the client's going to not going to want to sign it. But at the end of the day, clients understand that you can't be responsible for anything. And it's what I'm experiencing now is if a client of mine doesn't ask their own client to sign something, then their client looks at them and doesn't think they're as professional. They're very professional. Yeah. There's a trust thing that comes up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, well this other person asked me to sign a waiver. Like, why didn't you like, what does that mean? Like what you, what's the, you know, what's the difference there? So I try to help people understand, look, it's not a matter of trying to screw somebody over, get them to, you know, you got to slide something into the contract. It's a matter of professionalism too. I think something interesting that we were coming up against in specifically the end of March, April and May with everyone going online with COVID and so many of our clients, I say our, because you help out in Empower University, you are our legal coach, but so many of our clients coming online, interestingly, the platforms they were using there were some loopholes or snafus, I don't know what the word would be, where trainers often have or should have their own insurance as a trainer. So if they're not working for a big box gym, they have their own insurance. But what was interesting was we were finding some of the things with Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever they were using actually didn't cover those same things. Insurances all of a sudden were like not as effective. And so navigating that has been really, really interesting. But again, not something that new business owners tend to look at or are mindful of, or maybe don't care about because they're so focused on the client and getting more clients and making more money that they're not considering what is the back end that I need to make sure the foundation is like laid. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I tell people like, look, I know you're, you're concerned with making money as you should be, but you also have to be concerned with keeping that money and not getting sued and having it all taken away from you. Cause that's your worst nightmare. So yeah, it's it's crazy to see how much has shifted since COVID hit. And you actually sped up some of your, not sped up your programs, but sped up enrollment for the timing of your programs because of COVID. So yeah, talk to me about that. I, I want the audience to hear about how you've pivoted because it's been wonderful just to watch. Thanks. Yeah, we really were just listening to what people wanted and needed. And during April specifically, we were doing a ton of multiple times a week, different webinars, just offering advice. Again, really leaning into the training industry just because I've been a trainer for 18 years. So I very much have a large following in there and just a lot of connections in the training industry. I also feel 
my heart is there and I feel indebted to a lot of my, my friends in the industry. So we were offering a lot of free coaching and free kind of guidance on getting them online. There was a lot of resistance from a lot of the trainers who didn't want to go online. They preferred to train in person, which I totally understand. But I kind of saw how long this was, you know, it was going to be longer than we thought. Mm-hmm. And so really helping them kind of lean into that. And what ended up happening was we were just being asked. People were asking when the next class was opening, could we open it early? And so we ended up opening our summer, I call them classes, cohort or whatever. We opened it about a month and a half early. And we've since actually opened a second summer class, which we've never done that before, two in one season. Um, but there's a really big need right now. And we are fortunate, you know, in Power University, there's a team of nine. We have nine coaches. That's up. And so we we have the bandwidth. Like we can do it. And we are mindful of how many people we are working with to ensure that everybody's getting, you know, the touch points that they need. But being able to help people pivot and being able to help people bring in income majority of our clients in all of our programs had their biggest month to date in April, including myself. And we have majority of the people that I'm working with made more money online in April than they ever did in person. That's crazy. That's so insane. And that's amazing to hear because I, and I, I know, you know, this, and I think probably a lot of the people listening know this, but what we may call normal nine to fivers, they're starting to get a taste of what it's like to work on their own time, what it's like to work, work at home in your pajamas every single day. And unfortunately, it's also like, oh, I haven't showered in three days, because <laughs> I haven't left the house. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But it, like, I love it. Like, I wouldn't change it for the world. But the, and those people, the normal nine to fivers, they're getting a taste of it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I never want to go back to the workforce. Yeah. And so they're figuring out, okay, how do I make this online thing work? So I feel like business coaches are absolutely killing it. And then it's spilling over to me because those business coaches like, well, hey, you need to make sure you're protected. Go see Andrea. So yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate all the business coaches that I work with because May was my biggest month to date. And incredible. Yeah, super exciting. If you're cool with it, give the audience some business tips because you are like an amazing business coach. Thank you. Actually, tell them how much money your classes have made. Sure. Because she, and this is really cool because she, so she trains, she coaches people to open their own business, their own online business, and she forces you to hit these different milestones and she essentially forces you to start <laughs> selling. And that, but that's the thing with business coaches like, Oh yeah, I run through this program and you'll make some money. No, like you yeah. are actually holding their hand, telling them, look, by this date we're selling, like you are out there selling. And because of that, she keeps track of how much her classes make while she, while they're with her in her program. So I just want you to share that with people. Yeah. I love it. Forces. I'm a little bit tough love. The The way our program works, the 12 week program, we actually do have it paced out so that you're starting the whole foundational thing and you're understanding all the stuff you need to know your niche and ideal client. Right. But then we have you selling while you're with us. And then you actually are with your clients in your program while you're still with us. So when you graduate, most of our clients are about four weeks into their own program while they're still with us. And we do that intentionally because we don't want you to leave with all this information on all these tools and then be like, okay, now what? So we want to be with you during that. So our last spring class that just graduated about three weeks ago, they did 404,000 in sales. Yeah. And there were 
there were 30, how many are there? 38 of them. Yeah. yeah 38 of them did 404,000. Our winter class did 286,000. Our combined other clients as well, like in the month of May did 500,000. So just May, yeah, April and May alone, they did 900,000, my clients. Yeah, crazy. That's insane. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. epic. And that, that's so amazing because people like those, they're making that money in four, essentially in four weeks. Well, no, well, what from the The program's 12. Yeah. So we sell around week six. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's insane. So yeah, about six weeks of selling. That, that's insane. Like that's amazing because I love that you are essentially forcing your clients to sell when because I've seen so many business coaches and business programs like, hey, like learn how to start your own online business, but really they don't. It's just not that helpful. Like we, everybody knows like there are some good business coaches, but there are some bad business coaches. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that you are motivated, like just so motivating and so helpful. Thank you. Like, I love it. Thank you. We lead with impact. So while we keep talking about the income, it's a direct correlation to the impact that they make. So we always bring it back to that. It's how can you serve your audience? How can you serve your clients? The more that you serve, the more that you make. And it really, I mean, truly, if you are leading with impact, the income will come. And we have a really strong component on our back end that we also teach and encourage that is charity, you know? So with every student that enrolls, we give back and we really encourage our clients to do that as well. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So leave us with your business tip. I ask everybody to, Hey, leave us with, you know, your one good business tip. Oh man. There's so many. I could get really I could go teacher mode on you and get really tactical and talk about the, the three P's to, you know, a profitable niche and this and that and the other, but I'm going to leave you with something so lame. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a combination of things that changed my life, essentially that changed the trajectory of my life. So one of them is a simple question of what is the worst case scenario? Yeah. Right. And so I share this story. Oftentimes it was the day that I decided to quit my teaching job. Again, I had, te- I had taught for eight years. I was tenured. I had a great cushy situation And I was driving to work one day, very unhappy, mind you, just felt very boxed in low ceiling. And I was listening to a podcast. The girl was a jewelry designer and the podcast guy was talking to her about that. She actually was a teacher. That was her nine to five. Her side hustle was jewelry. And she wanted to leave to do jewelry full time. And he had said, if you give yourself a year to make the jewelry thing work and it doesn't work, what's the worst case scenario? What would you do? And she said, I'd probably go back to teaching. Oh, I might not be able to. Well. Yeah, right. She said, I probably wouldn't be able to go to the same district, but like, I've been a teacher for a decade. I'd go back to teaching. And his response to her is what actually changed my life. He said, how does it feel to wake up every day and live in your worst case scenario? Oh my gosh. Like, right? Like dagger through my heart. I pulled the car over. I was hysterical crying. I texted <laughs> my husband. Text him. I said, I'm done. I'm quitting. I can't do this anymore. That was October of... 2016. And then I finished the school year of 2017. It was my last, that was it. I put my notice in in January, but what is the worst case scenario? So for the person who's listening right now, who wants to start a business or who knows they need legal help or who wants to leave the job, or maybe it's a toxic relationship. What's the worst case scenario? Truly. Yeah. Because when I listened to that and I really thought about it, if I quit my job as a teacher and I was having trouble making ends meet to pay bills, I could go back to training, waitressing, bartending, get a job as a barista. Like the worst case scenario, it wasn't that bad. And it would be months, if not years before I was suddenly what? Homeless? Yeah. Was that the fear? Right. Yeah. Like I leave my job and I become homeless and that just wasn't the case. So, 
So what is the worst case scenario? You make a mistake. You look like a fool in front of people. You lose a little bit of money. You can create more of it. Yeah, I love that. That just gave me goosebumps. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we had you on. Love it. Yay! Tell everybody where to find you. Best to find me on Instagram. I'm there all day, every day. I'm at jess.glazer, G-L-A-Z-E-R. Come say hi, DM me. I obviously have a website, jessglazer.com. I guess I'm on Facebook a little bit here and there, but not much. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Perfect. Awesome. Go follow her. She's absolutely epic. If you have an opportunity to enroll in her Empower You course, do it because you will be (laughs) amazed and you will be coached by yours truly. Yay. Our legal coach, (laughs) one and only. Alrighty. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys next time. Awesome. Thank you for having me. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner and it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. I'll see you next episode.